Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barros for Pompey, round Kushak goes down, penalty to pass with an old Trafford. Barros tripped by Thomas Kushak, who sent off Montari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores for Pompey. They lead an old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag stayed down, Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Three Lads in the Pub. We are back for another episode. How you doing? My name's Liam. We, oh, yeah, you might want to pick your mics up, boys. Fuck me. We actually got to talk. With, you know. uh, it's Jeff been that long. <laughs> How you doing? Hello. How are uh, you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Not bad. I, I've been ill. I'll be honest. It's not why we haven't done one. I'm just what I tell you I've been ill. I've had a horrible cough. But, Ryan, you've had it as well. It's been grim, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you feeling all right now? Back to full fitness. It took a while, though. Yeah. Uh, that, that is among the illest I've been in. Years, yeah, and again, that's not an excuse for us not doing an episode. We've just been so bloody busy with life, and uh, yeah, but here we are. We're back. We're at the old house at home. It is packed here on a Sunday night. Good to be here. We've got some company around the table. Producer Tom is here uh, in time. Uh, it's almost November, Tom, so your time will come. Also, uh, can you hear me at the back there? <laughs> we got Pete at the bar, and Aaron has just popped Paul. out. Paul, uh, Paul, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Paul and we got Aaron. Oh, mate, it's been so long. I forgot. What's your name again? <laughs> John at the bar. John, sorry, go away. <laughs> John at the bar. Sorry, mate. John, right. I'm not starting again. Anyway, uh, Jeff, what have you gone for drink-wise? Uh, Cruise Campo. Ryan, I've gone for a few inches. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just gonna have a taste of mine. Mm. Tastes like promotion. I've gone for Moretti. <laughs> Sorry, is it too early? I'm getting a bit excited now, and uh, no, I know I shouldn't. But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a, good, a good vibe around the place, Jeff, isn't it? At the moment, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'm I'm always one. There's one song at Fatten Park that I refuse to see until I'm pretty. I know which one you're talking 99. about. Ninety-nine point nine percent sure we're going up. 
and then like when when fans start singing E I E I E I O, I'm like, unless you're 12 points clear after Christmas, nine when points. We clear, sing that at the start of the season. When I, we win the I, first I know, game. and I I sit there and cringe, but on Saturday. I was fucking joining in as well. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm like, we're, we're winning. We're not getting top two. We're not getting playoffs. We're winning the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I said to my missus yesterday on the way back from. I was, I was away in Ipswich yesterday, and I said to her, I, I, I don't know if this, is, if this has been sung yet, but there's that one song that you know it's real when they're singing. And now you gotta believe us. That one. And now, have we, have we sung that yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not, not quite. But that's yet. the one, isn't it? That's the one. We, we, like, we sang. We, we. No, I think it was about Reading. So we're all having a party when Reading fucking die. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but you, you know what song I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. That's that's the one. Look, it's hard not to get excited because you know we're in a bloody good position. How long have we been top for now? Oh, it's the majority of the season, is it? The vast majority now. Jake put a good um, image up. He, Jake Smith. Jake did put a good image up, and and we have been we have been top since I want to say October. It maybe, might, yeah, probably about the start of October, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a bit before then. Um, but look, we we had a blip around Christmas, and it was a blip, and the anxiety creeped in. Fan, the fan base was getting nervous. The fans were getting apprehensive. We've had a a, a window, January window. That's the strongest window, I think, since the Great Escape in the Premiership, and where where we brought Mendes and everyone else in that that helped us get out of that. Look, this is even with the decimation of our central midfield area, we are still producing great football. We are still producing the goods at the business end of the season. And if we can if we can produce that now, with all the injuries we've got, season ending injuries we've got, look, as Ryan says, stay with this team. Stay with this team because when this momentum's going, nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's going to stop us. Absolutely. Uh, I've just uh, pulled up Jake's um, uh, image, and it is th- since the Barnsley game. We won three-two at Barnsley. That's when we've been we've been first. We dropped down to second for a couple of games, but ever since then we've so, been in I and around first. Barnsley ended up being September the nineteenth. Right. So we went. We we uh, lost that four-nil game against Blackpool. Went down to second then. And then uh, beat Burton, still in second. But ever since that Northampton 3 0 away, we've been first. And that so seems bar- like an age Barring ago. two weeks in November, we've been top since September the 19th. Yes. It's yeah. been a while. And that I, I was at that Barnsley game, and that feels like a lifetime ago we, in terms of how long I've been thinking. Let's put this <laughs> into context. We were nine points clear, nine points clear, I think, at one point, And then we saw that. We saw that a road down to to four points. Bolton had three games in hand, four points ahead, one point ahead, six points ahead. You're now nine points ahead of Bolton in third place. They've got three games in hand. And that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, plus the cup game for Bolton is taking its toll on their players. Not only from a physical point of view, but from a mental point of view as well. Because because they've got to get themselves going. And the, the recovery time, the preparation time, all that, all of a sudden goes out the window because they've got to recover on a Wednesday rather than training on a Wednesday because they've got a game on a Tuesday. And, you know, look, Bolton go to Bolton go to Cambridge on, on this Tuesday. Pompey's got a whole game off, a whole week off. Whole week. We go into that game against Cholton. Cholton are, Cholton are getting a bit of form, bit of form at the moment. 
Okay, they've lost a few under under Nathan Jones coming in. Scar up, but they had they had a good result against Bolton. You, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna have to be at it. On I mean, sorry, did you see the goals? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, yeah but we're gonna. Have, it's still a good result. It doesn't okay. matter how. No, I know. It no. doesn't matter how the ball goes in. It's still a good result. Yeah, we're gonna be have, have to be right at it on Saturday, and it's gonna be a great atmosphere. You know, Nathan Jones is gonna get a load of crap, rightly so. No, no, don't do that. You know, the Pompey fans are gonna be at it. <laughs> you, you know, Charlton away is always a good, a good atmosphere. Respect anyway. the opposition ref. You know, um, uh, uh, manager. So look, the. We can go in, especially if, dare I say it, Cambridge win on Tuesday. I can see them doing that, it. That, that is going to give an injection of whatever into the arms of the Pompey team, the arms of the Pompey fans on Saturday. And, and because, because now the pressure's on Bolton. The pressure is on Derby. The pressure is on Bolton. The pressure's definitely got to Peterborough. Absolutely, yeah. You look at Peterborough. I had the stand of my prediction to lose against Peterborough, and now I'm thinking we can go there and smash three past them. For me, like, you know, you, you, there's a, the argument of they've got these games in hands, Bolton, but I'd rather have points on the board. Alex, Alex Ferguson once said, it's points on the board. Points on the board, exactly. Let the, te- let the team chase you. Yeah. Let the te- unless you're Man City and you're catching Arsenal... I don't know any other team that would rather have points on the board. No, Absolutely. You, you saw what happened to our team when we started playing football every three days over Christmas. Yeah, you mentioned this, yeah. They looked tired. Yeah. They looked leggy. And people disagree with me and say, no, it, we're not tired. We're just bottling it. I was like, no, it, wait until this team actually gets six days off, seven days <laughs> off rather than yeah. two or one. You will begin to see a refreshed team get back to business. And... The further we have removed from playing every three days to a point where we had two, three Saturdays in succession, we've picked up the results again. We've even managed to pick up the results in, in consecutive Saturdays where we were away from home. At one point, four or five games were away from home and not next door to home. Yes, I know Oxford was one of them, but Port Vale and Fleetwood and Carlisle were the other three, known around the world for not being next door. So we've gone on the road a lot, but we've been able to do so with those extended breaks in hand rather than playing every three days and get the results away from home. Now we've come back home as well, the place where sometimes we've stuttered and faltered slightly and where we've struggled to score from open play, we're now free scoring. So I go back to Christmas and I said, this team isn't collapsing we're just leggy we're tired we're playing every 72 hours give this team a break and we'll get back to business we are back to business Bolton is starting to drop points they they dropped two against Northampton we certainly didn't they dropped two against Charlton from uh, well, well technically they picked up a point because they came from behind no, actually, well, they, they went 1-0 up in that game. So I guess they dropped points and picked up a point. Uh, one of those weird ones where they went 1-0 up, 2-1 down, 3-2 down, and then got back to 3-3. But Bolton are dropping points before they even get to their mammoth running. Whereas we have got one Tuesday left. Currently, it's Burton at home. The only other game that might get moved to a midweek uh, is either Barnsley for Internationals or if Sky feel like flexing one of our running games for television. But even then, that might stay as a weekend game. And it's not like it would get postponed to the point where another game takes its place. We do have 
a break to take advantage of. So we are currently the favoured team. We get the longest amount of rest. We've got, I think we've got more home games than away games currently, or they might be equal. Right now, points on the board. That's all that matters. Yep. If he, as long as we don't lose, as long as we don't lose against Peterborough, Derby, Bolton, championships ours. You could draw against those teams because the gap doesn't decrease. The gap doesn't decrease. The gap stays the same. It's what you do against the lesser teams and what they do. They've got to play each other. They've got to play each other. So yeah. you hope that they draw and then we win. You know, we're playing, I don't know, Stevenage or Shrewsbury or something like that at home. And, and it's the, 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 the points differentiate. You look at our goals for, we were, I think, when you look at the... When you look at the top six, I think we had the least goals forward, goal difference. Yet after Saturday, after Saturday, we've got the second best goals, goal difference after Saturday. And that's turned around in three games. Yeah. Three games ago, we were probably six. Now we're the second best. And it's only Derby in second place. I think it's got one or two goals, goals more than us. You yeah. put three, it's a you huge put three against one of your uh, promotion rivals, Peterborough. That, that, the pressure starts going on Derby. Look, I long said that I thought Bolton were favourites. I long said it, but fuck me. People still people still think they are as well, though. But, but, you know, I saw a tweet the other week. Bolton fan, well done to the Portsmouth board, Portsmouth players. Oh, yeah, because we beat Carlisle. beating Carlisle, bottom of the league, 1-0. Fucking hell. You've done well since that tweet, haven't you, mate? <laughs> I, I, I apologise sincerely that one of the 46 games we had to play this season was against another League One team. <laughs> it was I, uh, sh- <laughs> we're going to play Carlisle at some point. I, I'm sorry we beat them. Do you think you would have tweeted that if we dicked them 3-0? How far is it from Bolton to Carlisle? Yeah. Hour and a half. How far is it from Portsmouth to Carlisle? Six hours. Exactly. You um, did you see that tweet in the week of the um, that one of them stupid fan accounts was praising the Wigan or Bolton fans for like buying X amount of tickets? I'm like, it's literally the same fucking distance from Fratton Park to uh, yes, Tesco. Uh, so <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of clearing this up, and I know this comes with the minor caveat that Bolton don't play in Bolton; they play in Horwich. The di- the distance between Bolton Stadium and Wigan Stadium is shorter than the distance between Fratton Park and Wesley Park. <laughs> well done. Not, not, <laughs> not joking. Uh, Bolton and Wigan are closer than Portsmouth and Haven't. Gen- look it up. Uh, so if you want praise for your 4,000 fans going to Wigan, do you think Pompey, if capacity allowed, would take 4,000 fans to Haven't? <laughs> like, and that's just put that no, conversation no, to bed. Don't we do that every pre-season. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, but right. for some reason this is praiseworthy. Oh, it's cringeworthy. Um, I, yeah. Right. Uh, should we should we dissect these games then? Because it's been a while. Um, we've got a few to go through. I'm, I'm sure we'll skim through some of them. Uh, the first game we saw the magic of Callum Lang, and that was a actually I'll be honest first away day I've done this season obviously the uh, the longest one Oxford away um, I've been busy I've been busy uh, great game uh, atmosphere was absolutely amazing and, and to see Callum Lang come on and score what a bloody goal that was Mate, I, outrageous I had, I had several Wigan fans telling me how shit he was oh yeah but several you, Wigan fans telling me how poor he is that happens I all the time I even had a Pompey fan who's best mates with a Wigan fan said 
he hasn't played much football. When I looked at his stats, he played not he played like twenty odd games already this season. Admittedly, but okay, every every t- every opposition team does this when a player leaves their club, don't they? They always do oh, it. Oh yeah, we do it. Like every club <laughs> does it. But what an impact Kyle Langley had. Yeah, he came straight on. No no nonsense. Gets stuck in. He is the number ten, the number ten player position we have been waiting for probably for four seasons. Probably four seasons. I, I've spoken a lot about how Bishop needs help. He can't tackle centre-back pairings or centre-back trios all by himself for God knows how long this season when Yengi's out injured or he's away on international duty. Bishop has had such a long slog this season of battling centre-backs completely alone because he's not had that player in behind him truly supporting him. That player's either dropped too close to the midfield or he's gone too close to the wingers. Bishop's not received that support. Lang comes on against Oxford and immediately starts makes dragging... Beyond, makes runs beyond Bishop. Yeah. Makes runs beyond the defenders. As is evidenced by the goal he scores at Oxford, that ball drops to Marlon Pack 50 yards out and before it even reaches Pack's foot, Callum Lang goes, I fancy a run at this centre-back from 50 yards out. He's making that run and he gets the ball in behind. And there's a funny moment from that game where we're not playing well like let's be honest we did not play well in that game for for i'd say three quarters of it and even moose alluded to such in his it's one of the few times i've i've heard moose on the on the border of angry in a post-match presser for a game that we didn't actually lose either and the way that game was going it led me to the moment lang got the ball i just kept saying the words do do something brilliant do something brilliant do something brilliant and he tucks it into the back of the net and this guy next to me I had no idea who he is and he probably he had no idea who I was either he starts hugging me and just goes he did something brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you need those individual moments to drag you out of the gutter uh, the same goes for the equaliser at Oxford where Moose actually talked about this on Saturday uh, uh, yesterday talking about trying to instill a confidence in Kamara to go at players more because he knows Kamara has the ability but sometimes hasn't had the confidence to go at players I 100% agree Kamara has that ability but sometimes has played it a bit too safe a bit too soft the first time Kamara took his man on at Oxford was about 60 whatever minutes was into the game he beat him and I know he technically didn't get the assist because it bobbled off another couple of Pompey players first, but Kamara made that equaliser because he took his man on one-on-one, beat him to the byline and got the ball back. It took us 65-odd minutes to take a man on at Oxford. Kamara had him in his dust trail and set up the equaliser. That is what you need. Sometimes individual players need to remind themselves, yeah, I am a fucking pro footballer. I didn't fluke my way here. I, I, I deserve to be here. And when, when Kamara remembered that and individual players remember that at Oxford we turn the game on its head and when you see these players acting with ability and confidence in equal measure i.e. what Paddy Lane has discovered since Barnsley in September something I've again talked about you see the difference they can make in games and we just about fell short at Oxford but that's okay because of what we did for the next four or five games just to wrap up on Oxford I think I, I did go away disappointed that we didn't win the game, considering we turned it around. I kind of say, I kind of think it was, you could see it coming though, Jeff, the equaliser. I, I, was, I wasn't yeah, surprised. People, people. I was disappointed at the manner of the equaliser, but I wasn't surprised. 
Yeah, the Kassam's not one of our favourite places to oh go, my is God. it? Yeah. But pe- people it, it's the only away the... game within like an hour and a half, and we're like, no, we don't want to win there. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you went, Tom. Shut the fuck up. Carry but on, people are bemoaning <laughs> the, the defence, but to me, that, that play, that e- Oxford equaliser <laughs> starts from the midfield area. It was a, it was a catalyst ball, of mistakes. There, 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 was, there was two or three mistakes that led to that equaliser going in. People are saying, why didn't Towler just clear it? Why didn't Raggett did, didn't clear it? One name I, ne- I never saw mentioned. Uh, let me, wait, don't tell me. It was... Lowry, yes, absolutely. Tom Lowry. He was ball watching, wasn't he? Ball watching. Yeah, yeah, you're right, absolutely right. Tom Lowry, Tom Lowry continues continues his run back towards the goal. Norris saves it. Now people criticise Norris. People criticise Norris should have kept hold of that ball. What did Tom Lowry do? Tom Lowry stopped, watched the ball go up in the air, and then he, as he's watching the ball come down, he went, "Oh shit!" There's the Oxford player, and then starts running again. That stutter allowed the Oxford player to get back and get that tap in unchallenged in my opinion but look like I said it was, a, it was a catalyst of it's mistakes. not all on Tom Lowry it's not all on Will Norris it's not all on Riley Town it's not all on Sean Raggett the problem started 20 yards up the field from the midfield position in the first place that's yeah. where the problem started that's where we lost the ball and that's where we got overloaded and that's where the equaliser come from so it's a it's a number of issues and not one person is at fault for that equaliser it is a culmination of issues and a combination of faults uh, yeah I do believe Moose's uh, description of the defending for that goal was uh, idiotic. idiotic like the, the act used the word idiotic and again it's I mean I, I was trying Moose uses a lot of like neutral terminology not, not too high not too high but as I referenced a few minutes ago, he was properly borderline Tom, angry. Tom was driving home, and obviously I watched it on the way home, and I went, "Fucking hell, <laughs> don't hold back." That was, it was strong words, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, as a as a former defender, oh, it's, he's gonna, yeah, it's his enough. passion project, really, yeah. as as someone within the industry. Yeah. And it's but, it's not a considering this team's come from behind so much this season. Oxford was about to be another example of it until it wasn't. But as I said. The, the response to that late heartbreak goal against Oxford alright we'll, we'll, we'll win the next four games and score a, a bucket of goals so to, that, that, to make up the goal difference that two all draw Oxford on to the next one Jeff and what would you how would you describe that result say again how would you describe the next game the result what, how would you describe it no no it's, I've literally lined you up perfectly for that well, it was 4-1 Jeff what was it, what was it? it's a dickhead <laughs> we haven't had that for a while have we I know <laughs> and, and what a dickhead it was and the reason yeah. now I normally I normally caveat that a dickhead is four goals or more but to score four goals with ten players on the pitch against Northampton and the result being 4-1 that's still a dickhead because you've just done it with ten, ten players that that honestly okay look we were we were two up at the point of the sending off um, we but it was almost as though no and it, and it was akin to that Accrington Stanley game where, no, where we went uh, two seasons ago we went down to ten we scored four then and it was like under Kenny Jacket and it was like do you know what and I think I think if any fan had any doubts about this team's credentials they were all answered against Northampton. Yeah. They the, were guy, all the guy next to me. Again. What has this team got about them? This, what, can, what can these new players do? Callum Lang. Callum Lang went, not today. Yeah. Not today. The guy next today, to me was... Today, I'm going to take the ball, this game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. And he did. 
and he dragged. And and we and, and Ryan's talked about this before. There are there are moments in games where you need a you need a player to do something brilliant. Callum Lang, honestly, he just went. I'm not having this. I'm going to show you what I'm about. I'm go, I'm going to I'm going to get that ball off that. I'm going to. Oh, I've got an opportunity here. I'm backing myself. I don't think people talk about Abu Kamara being the fastest player in the Pompey team. Over five yards, I, I would I would bet my life savings that's Callum Lang over five yards. That that and the shield, poof, nick the ball away, sprint it down, and then you like then you've got. Brett Pitman and Viv Solomon. Flashback. We got it right this time, though. Right? And it was like, and everyone's going, we're going to fucking do this. We're gonna, that fud, Paddy Lane hit that ball. And he hit that. Whenever I'm coaching, say, get it. if you've got a one on one kid, get an early shot away. Yeah. The more the keeper can get you, plant his feet, get his body ready, you know, not doing that stupid skip that goalkeepers do and off balance themselves, get that early shot away. And that's exactly what Paddy Lane's been doing recently. He took a touch, got it out of his feet, and he hit it. He didn't just, didn't just hit it. He fucking hit it. He yeeted it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a that game, goal. That game, that was the, this is what we're about. This is what we can do. Yeah. These are the levels we can play. And when, when you're, when, when you're putting teams to the sword like that with 10 players, it just shows you just shows you what this team's got it also like. also shows us you know it's just 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 a, you know an observation people a lot of people will write you off if you go down to 10 men and the guy next to me was saying well that's us fuck then i was like it's not because it's not always it's you know we all know this it's not always easy to play against 10 it's, it's probably harder isn't it because you've got that extra man you know and i said no we'll thrash them now and we bloody what did normally when you go down to 10 men you know you turn it up you're down to 10 you go compact you go, you go two banks of four, one up front, you know, you stay nice and narrow. The number nine drops in to make it a four, five, you know, out of possession. But Pompey never. Pompey were like, do you know what? We're, we're going to go toe for toe for you. We can sense blood here. We can smell blood. We're going to go for it. And they did. Let's, let's quickly go over the incident, which was overturned, by the way, if you did miss that. The red card for Tom McIntyre, which bloody hell, how'd you like? <laughs> yeah. Um, never a red. No, no, not even a foul. No, not even a foul. The reaction. Whatever angle you look at it, it the was reaction, a reaction from the Northampton yep. bench. The reaction. The referee didn't think yep. it was uh, a red card either. It was all he, about the he reaction. He consulted the lino. He consulted the lino for a very long time about it. Did the lino? The did the lino gave it. Oh, the, the lino didn't even flag. The, oh, wow. the, con- the consultancy with the lino is definitely what ticked it over because he spoke to him for far too long yeah. uh, after it to, for Initially, the lino not to be influential. But I, I cannot believe it. And I- I'm more staggered at John Brady's uh, <laughs> terminology of it and Northampton's social media oh team. They-, they both use the word horrendous to define the challenge. <laughs> That's why it was overturned. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a horrendous red card that was overturned. Yeah, uh, it just for me. I when it, when I when obviously made the challenge, I thought he's either. I, I was hoping he wasn't injured, but I thought he he stayed down because he knew he was in trouble. But yeah, how wrong we were, how, and how unlucky can I you? I could get? not believe it. Could not believe it. Can you know if you if you if you're out of the loop? But it's um, what's it what's it so what's the um, the was it prognosis is that the word? It's a. Fra- no, yeah, fractured ankle. Fractured yeah. ankle, which is just typical luck. And that, that's just him done. 
Yeah, uh, done for the season. Dreadfully unfortunate. I mean, he looked, he looks, he looked comfortable on the ball, didn't he? Yeah, as the game grew in, he was bringing the ball out of defence into midfield, comfortable on the football. Um, certainly not as dominant in the air as Shock Nessie or Raggett, but in terms of how we build out from the back, uh, he added another uh, another element to it. It's a shame he's gone, and. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed that we appealed the red card just to prove a point. Yeah. Like, we, we knew he was going to miss the rest of the season anyway. We, we, we probably knew that very quickly. But I, I like that we decided to take the financial hit just to prove a point, saying, you inept bastards, this is not a red. Yeah. Overturn it now. Correct to do so. Yeah. Correct to do so. It was not a red. But I think now's a good time to, to mention this, but you've got to say, fair play to Sean Raggett to be... Not you know thrown to the bench, but to have a player come in to kind of replace your position, you know, on the bench, and to come in and, and play like he has since that game, fair play to him. Yeah. Sean Maggett, in my opinion, is getting a lot of unnecessary flack. He he doesn't look great on the ball, but actually, when you when you stop and look at his distribution, he very rarely gives the ball away. It looks unsavoury, it looks gangly, it looks awkward, but that's just Sean Raggett. There was, there was some brilliant bits of skill on, on Saturday that he done. He was doing cruise turns and all sorts. I think people are still seeing Sean Raggett as like the lockdown version, where he, where he genuinely was a nightmare on the football and had an atrocious turning circle. But players do get better. Players do hone their skills. Sean Raggett was always good in the air, but he wasn't always good on the ground. I, th- I still, I think people are still looking at Sean Raggett from three, four years ago. This version of Raggett is by far the best oh. version of Raggett we have ever had at this football club. And we are getting the best version of Raggett at the most important time. Not for nothing, but I do reckon it's worth a search warrant of his house to find out what kind of witch doctor bullshit he's pulling <laughs> where the two players that Moose has replaced him for have both mysteriously ended up with season-ending injuries. <laughs> Is that every time you try to get rid of Sean Raggett, he comes back like Prime Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's got effigies everywhere. Exactly. All, all jokes but no, aside. We've got the absolute best version of Raggett we've ever Honestly, had all, all the jokes most aside, colossal time. If we don't go up, well, that'll be the last we see of him, I think. I don't, I don't think he'll stay. No. Well, yeah. that's a good thing. No, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I can't say it yet. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll feel more confident when Ryan <laughs> no, says it. I can't <laughs> say it yet. Anyway, I, 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 I draw my line. At, I believe in this team, but I, I'm not going to say it until it's done. He, he, do, he used to do this when I was on the radio. And you'd never say his prediction of the season. You'd never give it to me. You'd never say you, you always kept a level head. And he's still doing it now. Oh, I grant you it feels different. And I go into, I go into every game believing. But I'm not going to say, uh, 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 until we've, until we've done it. I think people, you get to Christmas, you're like, yeah, okay, we're, we're doing well. But what, we'll, we'll go to shit after Christmas. Because we always go to shit after. And then we don't. And then it's like, yeah, but... Something will happen, but but nothing's happening. And you just watch the mentality, even from Pack, the way he's the, the the just the mentality from this team is something different. I I think. And even yeah, Raggett. I mean, he was incredible. I was um I was at the game on Tuesday night, and 
the way he was defending, uh, one of their attackers was coming straight in, almost like square on goal. As in, if he got all he needed to do was get past Raggett, and he, it, it, and it was a. It was well, a you're goal. not going to get past Raggett, so. And he no, but he just and he was just so professional about it. Yeah. And it was. He kept his head, and Pete. You oh, can tell Tom, like, Tom, don't ever say to Ryan about a player being professional. It's their fucking job. Yeah. We, no, no. <laughs> ba- okay, maybe it was the wrong. Maybe did, but you know what I, I mean. Know Ryan he, was didn't, he, didn't that. Lose his, he didn't lose his head. On another note about Raggett, certain Mr. Jake Smith still doesn't have his face tattooed on his derriere. No, now we need to make sure this happens on yeah, this podcast. Right. Now there must be a tattooist who oh, listens. I mean, or you know, you must. I mean, you've got some shit tattoos, so you must know someone. Shit tattoos. You, you Tom, know someone. Look, you've come on here he's trying. Tr- to, he's he's come on here trying to pitch himself because he's going to get sat like anyway, we all yeah. fucking did. You check your work, I mate. think your WhatsApp just gone off. Here. <laughs> I never got sat. <laughs> You know Not yet, I mean? anyway. Not yet. Nice try, Tom. Stick to producing, mate. Anyway, but, but we need to. That needs to happen. No, we'll make it happen. <laughs> oh no, it's got to be Sean Raggett's face and Jake Smith's tattoo, tattooed ass, right? With champions twenty three, twenty four. In a shock move, Jake's just landed a radio gig in Reykjavik, <laughs> uh, <laughs> far away from Portsmouth. Oh dear. With a no, W I, and a, with a W and a W on each cheek. So when he bend, <laughs> bends over, it says, "Wow." <laughs> Sorry, lads. Can I just interrupt you for some? Uh, if Pompey get promoted, Aaron has just said he will get three lads in the pub tattooed on him. <laughs> 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 Done. Done. And I think Aaron will stick to that. Sort he your, would. Sort he your would. life out, Jake Smith. Don't make promises. Jake said he was going to give me a game of darts about six years ago. He still hasn't done it. Anyway, uh, that's Aaron. You, that's on recording, mate. You ain't getting out of that one, right? Uh, <laughs> don't, 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 don't make any more promises, Aaron. Uh, all I heard was racket and ass. <laughs> right. Uh, so that four-one Northampton win, great win, and then that long uh, sprog to Carlisle. Um, bloody I mean I know they're, they're struggling but it was a, it was a, it's a tough place to go isn't it Carlisle it is and, it, and it's as we talked off Mike you know it's a six hour journey six and a half hour journey that will take its toll on players it, you know they would have left early Friday morning it's a long journey then you've got to recover from the journey then you've got to mentally prepare for the next day you know, the drive and, home, and we yeah. spoke about we spoke about other clubs fans taking the piss out of us because we only beat them 1-0 so what? It's three points at the end of the day. Are we still top? Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. I mean, is there, there's much to say about the Carlisle game. Obviously, it's an emotional return for Owen Moxon, who we haven't spoken about it, which we'll go over in any other business about the new signings, if you want. We'll keep that to then. So a 1-0 win uh, against Carlisle. And then, uh, obviously, the home win against Cambridge. A uh, return for uh, Michael Morrison. Good to see him back at Fratton. Uh, I mean... You look at on paper, their their centre half pairing is really experienced. They've, isn't got, it? they've got good players, right? They've got Lyle Taylor up front. You, I mean, you, you know, they've got Macaulay Bond coming off the bench. Yeah. These are good, good players. They've got a solid foundation there. Um, and once I saw Lyle Taylor up front, I was totally oblivious that Lyle Taylor's went to, gone to Cambridge. I know, and it was, was a bit like, of a shock move, wasn't have it? they got Lyle Taylor? Yeah, you know, Lyle Taylor wouldn't look out of place in this Pompey team. Maybe he, as, um, as a, you know, third striker, second striker, or whatever. I think what sold it to him was probably the surroundings of the ground and how much uh, there is around there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but look, you know, that Cambridge team has got a lot of experience in it. He they saw d- Michael Morrison's description of Cambridge when he was twerking for a return. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, that sounds pretty Punching good, actually. Along the vid- yeah. vid- <laughs> but, um, Fucking awful. Look, 
it was a great result under the lights at Fatton Park. The fans got behind the team. And um, again, going the goal nil, goal down, yeah. and coming back. How many times is that now? Does anyone have the stat? But I, I, I think it might be the twelfth time oh now. Oh my god, is it think, really? Fuck. I think <laughs> we're, we're really me, fucking good at I've it. I've undersold them. There. Cambridge, Cambridge game plan never paid off. Turn us around. Turn us around. Thinking, yeah, we're going to make him attack the fighting end first half didn't work and the reason why it didn't work was because there was like 2,000 Pompey fans in the Milton end and it was like an away away end kind of atmosphere in the Milton end they were giving the keeper shit like, we were starting to find him going why are they giving the keeper shit oh they're just giving him shit for the sake of giving him shit no particular reason I have a question we don't have goal line tech in League One do no. we no I was about to bring so, this which up which brings me on to the next point can anyone definitively definitively tell me that ball crossed the line now I'm not saying it didn't I, I'm not saying categorically that it didn't cross the line but this leads me into my, my question that how could the lines would have known because the ball is to Will Norris's right and Will Norris's dive that way there's God knows how many players in the box the linesman simply cannot tell with guarantee Basically, what I'm saying is the linesman doesn't know it's crossed the line. The linesman thinks it has crossed the line. And it brings... How on earth can a professional official give a decision on f thinking it's a goal? I mean, right. let's be honest. You, you have to know it's a goal. I cannot be understand that it's 2024. Why is there not at least However, goal line technology in League One? My man of the match from Cambridge... Was that linesman? Because boy, did it wake us up. We were sleepwalking into trouble after that. And the longer Cambridge went without scoring, the longer we went without being a threat. The moment Cambridge scored, we got up and at Cambridge. We got the penalty. And straight from the start of the second half, there was no turning back. It, it was like a late 2023 game where we would go, go a goal down and 10 minutes later we'd be winning. Like a... Wigan or the, the two goal advantage we ceded to Reading we were level by half time Hello. so that linesman simply cannot no one can tell me that that linesman knew it was in Yeah. he, he guessed it was in and I'm not even I can't tell you if he got the, the guess right but I think it's staggering that in a professional football match a linesman is guessing if it's a goal that, that to me sounds fucking baffling no, exactly. That's what I mean. Tell, Even no. when you get I, multiple reviews of it, I can't tell if it's I, all crossed the line. I don't have a very high opinion of Sam Allison as a referee. Anyway. Why not? Um, I thought he was your favourite ref, mate. We've, <laughs> I think, now in nine games, we've only won two out of nine games that Sam Allison's refed us. You look at the officiating on Tuesday night. Sam Allison guessed, guessed the majority of those decisions. Yeah. The only one I'd say he got nailed on was the penalty. Everything got, there was a couple of questionable throw-ins that were given to us and Cambridge that should have been oh. the other way. There was a corner that should have been a goal kick. Yep. There was he, he like what? I, I he left had no help. Admittedly he had no help from his officials. No, they were useless as well. They were useless as as you just you're talked not, about. You're not allowed to say that. But but honestly, I, do, I, I just think he's one of the worst referees there is. My dad made quite a humorous comment as we were leaving the ground after the Cambridge game. <laughs> 
He said it's not often oh, you see both sets of players walking up at the ref and his officials at full time, both to give them a bollocking. Like normally it's one set of players or one manager. Both sets of players were having quite strong words with the officials after the game on Tuesday, which goes to show how shit they were. The, the, the winning side, it wasn't like it was a nil-nil draw that petered out. The side that won by two goals and the side that lost by two goals were both, they're like, ah, oh, well played, mate, you did all right. You, however, you dickhead. Like, I, yeah. I could, uh, it's, it was, you won't see that again for quite some time. You know, and then and then I see this conspiracy theory that Sam Allison's a scummer fan. No, he's not. He comes from Melton, Wiltshire. He's a Swindon fan. Played for Swindon at the start of his footballing career when he was trying to be a pro <laughs> footballer. His family are Swindon fans. He's the cousin of Fitzroy Simpson, ex-Pompey player, who is also a Swindon fan. He does not support Southampton. Jeff's done his homework, hasn't he? Just that one in What's his favourite so colour? Much, I saw so much shit. Oh, he's a scummer. No, he's not. He's a Swindon fan. I mean, to be fair... He, he's reffed enough some he, he just, chat. Yeah, exactly. He, he just happens to be not very good. No. Uh, talking of referees... One of the best in the business I saw from a renowned journalist... Talking of referees and scummers, my, my boy Lawson has been going to a, a quite a few games recently, more than me at home, and he's now picked up who's the scummer in the black, and he keeps shouting at home. Um, Does he say that when you're walking when you're uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, uh, and also my friend's uh, little girl keeps, keeps going, and she keeps asking why the referee's called a wonka. <laughs> why are they calling him a wonka, mummy? I mean, it's a good, that was a good uh, deterring there, isn't it? Uh, right, okay. Uh, so what were we talking about? What game were we on there? We were on You're the reading now. Cambridge I, game. So I, that 3-1 you, you win. just remind me about my daughter when she was about seven or eight. I remember sitting in the South Stand Lower and Crouch had just gone back to Spurs and Pompey were playing Spurs and everyone was calling Crouch a wanker when he was warming up towards the South Stand and Milton end. And Emily, seven years old, eight years old, stood on her chair and was calling him an anchor. But she thought, she thought it's good. And Crouch has turned round and all he's seen is a seven-year-old girl going, anchor, anchor, anchor. <laughs> he's like, Daddy, why are we calling him an anchor from a boat? I was like, all right, sweetheart. And Crouch, he just didn't know what to do. He just looked at me and I went, okay, mate, yeah. On the subject, he started laughing. On the subject of giving the, uh, the opposition goalkeeper stick, which we love to see, by the way, it's, you know, as long as it's not too personal. Um, Milton End, absolutely fantastic. It was, honestly, Tuesday night, brilliant. Loved it. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Big up the Milton End. Keep yeah. it up. Anyway, um, right, let's just move on to the next game, shall we? Reading at home yesterday. Uh, right, we finally caught up. Um, I, 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 I don't know about you guys. I wasn't expecting us to be in 4 1, if I'm honest. I was, expecting, uh, I was expecting us to win, you know. But a lot of people were kind of writing us off weren't they even Pompey fans before we'd even started the game because you know I, I think I, you look at the form table Reading are that's why this is why Reading are fourth or fifth maybe sixth I mean they're not a bad um, team are they they're just you know, they're, they're, they're just a run powerful by pacey idiots. they've got a powerful pacey forward line um, which you'd take a few of them for three pounds fifty as we keep saying Fratton Park when the crowd are with this team and the team are uh, getting they can suck that the ball street. into the net can't they Fatten Park's an intimidate. We rode our luck for 30 minutes. 30, 35 minutes. <coughs> we rode our luck. Yeah. You know, I, I was bemoaning Norris keep going left. And I can understand why he kept going left because Ogilvy's good in the air. And he was trying, Ogilvy was trying to win the board to knock it down to lane. And I was like, just, just go right. Just go right for a couple of couple of hits. you got Kamara out there. you got Lang supporting Kamara. And at one time, he pinged it out right. Lang's won the ball, passed it to Kamara, Kamara's cut inside, and he's just 
put that, put it on a sixpence for for Putty Lane take a touch and hit it. Hey, you know, just that's all you had to do was not for the first do time. something different. <laughs> just do something different because keep going left all the time. He's either going out for a throw in or Ogilvy's winning it, but Lane's too far in to to be effective and win that knockdown. It's so not, it it's not really the working. first time, is it, that, that Kamara's set Lane up to score? Obviously, no. the Carlisle goal, exactly the same. Well, not exactly the same. But that's but the beauty of having a left-footed player on the right because he's using that, he's using his body to protect the ball and, and curl that left-footed pass into, onto the left foot of Lane. If you've got a right-footed player doing that, a right-footed player, nine times out of ten, is going to play it behind the player. So then you've got to kind of scoop it with your right foot to get it on your left. Whereas Kamara's going, I'm playing a left-footed pass to a left foot, and I'm putting it in front of the player. That's the difference. Putting it, putting it in front of Lane so Lane can get onto it, take a touch or hit it first time. And that's what's really effective at the moment. I think if you had a right-footed player doing that, the, 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 the ball's either going to go direct to the player or slightly behind him and that's where that's where he come unstuck yeah fuck my mic's broke um yeah oh my god it's breaking there we go yeah 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 there you go that's back we're back sorry that's how i test the mic now do you know what i actually do that when i'm setting up for a wedding i test the mic i go yeah 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 i don't say one two one two and ball that shit um what were you saying november sorry november tom anyway uh yeah so um <laughs> can we just say what a goal for Marlon Pack. What a but goal. again, Kamara. I know. Three assists. Three assists. I mean, what a, f well, what a play. How he never got man in the match, I do not know. Yeah. Gives me, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't even. I don't, uh, I, don't want to do, I don't want to besmirch a player getting man in the match in a game we won 4 1. But at the same time, it, it wasn't Callum Lang. It, it wasn't. Yeah. That was up there with Jed, Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get him out of the match. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Jacket, well done. Oh, <laughs> the Pompey fans, all around the match. Um, but, what, but again, Kamara, again, he's, he's shielding the ball. He sh if that's a right-footed player, the right-footed player, he probably would pass it with his left. But Kamara's shielding the ball. He, he, he has a quick stumble. He, he resets himself and plays that, plays that soft, soft pass into, into the runner pack. But Pack's first touch is what sets it up. Pack does that faint with his body to say the defender thinks he's going to hit it first time. Pack takes that touch away from him, wrong foots the defender, and it just opens up. And Pack just Pack just guides it into that far post. Great that, goal! That was a cultured finish. It Absolute was cultured finish. His celebration yeah. got him in a little bit of trouble, but um, but no. Is that is that confirmed now? That is is that? I think he's come out and publicly said it. Yeah. Oh, congratulations uh, to the. He to said the, it in the interview afterwards to the Pack family. Congratulations, great finish. Um, what a, I mean, I was saying to my missus yesterday, it'd be written in the stars if if Pompey go up, captain by a Pompey boy, it'd be great, wouldn't it? It really would. It really would. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, on to the next one. Then. So that's the run of games. Obviously, it was quite a few to go through, but um, is that five and six we've won? Is that right? Four. Four and six. Four and six? Four, four in a row we've won yeah. five and six in total. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, Cholton. Uh, we've kind of touched over it. I'm going to keep a level head with this one because obviously you've got the new manager bounce. Nathan Jones will do, go his, do his, you know, try everything in his power to beat us because he fucking hates and Paul us. Hart. Paul Hart. And Paul Hart. Said. Yeah, oh God. What are you thinking, Jeff? I've got us down for a draw. Yes. Now, oh, Jeff, tell us your uh, your predictions are back. My predictions um, are every February, as, as you know, Pancake Day, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and all that jazz. 
my predictions are back for, for February. So far, I've got three out of three. Um, so, and I've got us down. I've got us down as a draw against Charlton. Right, I, I just think they're gonna they're gonna go on a bit of a resurgent run. Um, I've I just got this feeling they'll they'll go one nil up, and we'll huff and puff. I'm hoping for a win. I'm hope. Don't go, I think it'll be if we win, it'll be by goal. I think. Um, but I just got us down as a draw. Like you said, new manager bounce and, and yeah, all that. that. I mean, I'd love to beat Nathan Jones because he's up there. You know, you know for a fat boys. I've mentioned he's up there in my top five of managers I can't stand. And at the moment, I think. I mean, I know he's not in in a job at the moment. I'm no surprise because he's a cock. But um, Joe Barton has dropped down to number two. Steve Evans is number one at the moment. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a squinny. Anyway, um, what are you saying, Ryan? Ahead of Reading, Pompey fans with no outside influence and no real reason to really made their own anxiety and their own state of um, sort of discombobulation over the Reading game uh, we, like we, as a fan base we'd actually kind of got ourselves nervous for the Reading game and I was thinking why it's a game like any other yes Reading have their issues and yes it's going to be a bit feisty on the day because it's a sold out Milton end but why is this the game that we got Pompey fans saying if we don't win this I'll deactivate and I, I couldn't understand why a lot of the fans had made themselves got themselves into such an anxious state before the game Saturday looking on social media you, you look like it was some colossal game that mattered more than the Cambridge game no it's every game's the same importance right now we've got to go into it looking for three points yes Reading's an informed team they've got their problems they'll have fans coming down but and I said this I said this to a few, a few of my mates saying there's no way the players are looking at this game the way that some of the fans have managed to look at this game they're looking at it as, a, as another home game and a chance to pick up three points and take one step closer to promotion now I, I know that our fans are going to do this for Saturday's game at Charlton because we, we do not have a good record at the Valley and we do have a hoodoo against Charlton now I'm not I'm not guaranteeing guaranteeing victory when I say this, but every time someone a Pompey fan comes out and says, "Yeah, but it's Pompey," how many times have this Pompey team this season dispelled the "Yeah, but it's Pompey" myth? So many times. Every time someone says, "Yeah, but it's Pompey," this Pompey comes back and says, "Yeah, but what if we want to be a different Pompey?" What if, what if we want to change the meaning of what it is to be Pompey? Now, I'm not again, I'm not guaranteeing victory at the Valley on Saturday, but I don't, want to, I don't want it to get to Thursday or Friday and have so many fans on social media, because again, the players see this. Like, so many fans flex on social media when a player likes their comment on social media. At least have the awareness to realise that they're also going to see your your anxious comments about a game coming up or your negative comments about them after a performance <coughs> stop tagging them whenever they play poorly <laughs> just not necessary i don't want to see thursday and friday social media laden with oh it's the valley oh it'd be so pompy to lose this one i don't want to see it okay it might have been true in the past that we have a shit record at the valley but i want you to believe this might be a different pompy now i want you to believe that this team and this staff and these fans together as a unit might just be changing what it means to be Pompey in League One these days. 
So we might not win at the Valley, but I want I want our fans on Thursday and Friday, rather than do what they did against Reading and say, "Oh, we're we're gonna f- we can absolutely find a way to fuck this up." No, we breeze past Reading. Yeah. Now I'm not saying we're gonna breeze past Charlton, but I'd like our fans at least to not repeat the same behaviour as last week, because I, I walked up to Fratton on Saturday thinking we are winning this, we are, and there were so many fans that that felt like they're on tenterhooks, going, "Oh, geez, we might find a way to fuck this up." Don't employ that mentality. This team doesn't. Every time this team faces adversity, it immediately goes, "What's the best and quickest way we can overcome this adversity?" We're not, we're not even facing adversity ahead of Charlton yet. We're, there's no adversity ahead of Charlton. It is top of the table going to Charlton. Let's act like it. And that's not to say let's act arrogantly that we're top of the table. Act. When we arrive at the Valley, we have the right to say we are top of the table. We've earned the right to be top of the table because we have more points than every other team in this division right now. Now, if we conduct ourselves like the table toppers we have earned the right to be, we will win. So I don't want to see anxiety and nerves on Thursday and Friday because I know the players won't be feeling it. They'll be preparing to take three points at the Valley. We as the fans should be preparing to go to the Valley and assisting them in any way we can to get three points. said this before, this team has earned the right to have our faith. Exactly. So Thursday, Friday, no nerves, no anxiety. I want to see... I, all I want to Just see on social media Thursday is get me to the fucking Valley. That's what I want to see. It, this team's been top since, what, September the 19th? Yeah. Believe in this team. Yeah. Can Believe I just can I just say, team. and this is slightly off topic, but for three quarters of your segment there, did you listen to the cheeky girls in the background? Did you hear that? I was did you hear it? <laughs> I for for reasons I won't go into, I I I'm not a fan of the cheeky girls. I no, I I, I, I very nearly missed the Reading game Saturday. Okay. Like I was at home when the teams were announced. I very nearly missed it. But I found I made some moves behind the scenes I, I, I went into my um, playbook of techniques and, and skills and my experience I found a way to make it to the game Ryan did and his best impression of Liam Neeson there. The, the like entire set of skills the entire <laughs> approach n- there was not a shred of doubt in my mind yeah. we're winning I just want everyone to be on that page at Charlton and it's not arrogant to think like that it's just belief yeah. we can win at the Valley and we might just do so I remember we'll when, when you guys used to be on the radio. When was that? I used to text you after the game and say, believe in this team. Believe. Yeah. It's we used to read your, um, your texts out all the time, didn't we? And do you know, <laughs> and do you know what? If we, <laughs> if, if we don't beat Charlton, fine, we go out and win the next game. Exactly. The world will not end if we draw at Charlton or we lose at Charlton because this team battles adversity any time it faces it. Yep. But until such a time comes, we shall approach Charlton with the full belief and confidence that we can and will win this game by yeah. a scoreline of 2-1. to one. Next Saturday, if we, don't, if we don't win against Charlton, right, that Saturday, Derby go to Barnsley. Bolton go to Blackpool. Peterborough go to Cambridge. Are you telling me that all three of those potential um, title running get teams are all going to win they're not the pressure's on them Saturday and, and, I, and I think we're well, well I actually think we're well suited for this Charlton game because we know how Nathan Jones has played football before it's in your face it's pressing early it's trying to it to dominate us. to it dominate the pitch so 
Charlton will likely get weary before we do because they'll likely play a far more intense version of themselves in the opening stage than we will. So this leaves us with two things. Either we're trailing at some point. Okay, we've, we've come back from that far too often not to believe in ourselves if we do go a goal down. Or, like Reading or Cambridge, where we do go... Or Reading, because we did go a goal down against Cambridge. Yeah, we, we lose the opening exchanges in terms of the flow of the game. But we might not be losing by half-time. And in the second half, we blow them away with the energy we have conserved while they've not been able to take the advantage. I believe we are suited to play what Nathan Jones will want his chance side to be. We, we play better when teams come at us. Yeah, and Absolutely. we are going to get a game Saturday. Yeah. I, I think we win it. Can't and if we, can, if we can do what teams like to try and do to us at Fratton and get the home team to turn on their team, we're winning. Yeah, I think we win it. It's a hard place to go, the Valley, but when their fans aren't on their side, it's not a nice place for them. I think we do it. Score prediction, Ryan? 2-1. 2-1. Two two Jeff? I, like I said, I put it down as a as a draw, but I think we'll win by a goal. I'm saying 2-0 Pompey win. Paddy Lane to score again. And I'm going to get. I'm going to say Lang's going to score again as well. There you go. Uh, Oxford, I mean... Well, I'm not sure... I'm not sure we... Because we might do a podcast next week, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, should we leave the Oxford so game we'll leave, the, we'll leave that for now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, I know I've said at the start, we've been busy... Um, Sunday, we usually record on a Sunday, but obviously a lot of you know what I do as a job. Um, going to be a bit limited for Sundays, obviously with the running now to the end of the season. Uh, I'm sure I'll make time for the promotion party, but uh, we're going to be doing midweek uh, podcasts from now. So we'll start getting them out regularly as, as well as much as we can anyway. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> just excited, boys. I'm just looking forward to the open top bus tour. Um, oh, God, it'd just be great, wouldn't it? It really would. I think we could potentially look. I know, I know, just looking ahead, you know, get ahead of myself. We could be playing bloody Everton next season. That's crazy, isn't it? Good weekend, <laughs> Liverpool. That me? Hey, yeah. Get yeah. me to Connie oh, Square. What a place! What a, I was up there uh, last week. Great place. Love Liverpool. Don't like the drive home there. Christ, six hours that took me. Not I just fun. wear my earphones when I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lived up there for four years when I was at uni. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, you've done it, haven't you? I, I, I've, my I've my some, ears are thankfully attuned to the sound of I've that part of the world. I've got some good mates on the wheel and Liverpool. It's a great weekend. There you go. Uh, fingers crossed for that. Anyway, uh, right. Features. Uh, traditionally, we start with Jeff. All right, so we go all the way back to the Northampton game here. Um, I don't know if anyone saw this, but at one point during the Northampton game, a seagull narrowly missed the goalkeeper with a pasty. What <laughs> do you see that sort of thing? So there was a there was a flock of seagulls, not the old oh, what a band. band. What a band. Um, <laughs> circling above the fat end. And literally out the corner of my eye, a seagull drops its pasty that it obviously got from the fan zone and it narrowly narrowly missed the goalkeeper and lands in the six yard box. Sure what was it a just That would have been hilarious if it actually did hit him. <laughs> um, Paddy Dane's goal. If you actually go back to the highlights and turn the volume up as loud as you can. Now, I'm not sure whether it's Massinho, John Harley, Marlon Pack, but as Marlon Pack's lining up to hit that ball over to Paddy Lane, all you hear is someone shout, Paddy, get on your fucking bike. That's all you hear. And Marlon Pack hits that diagonal, Paddy Lane gets it, obviously go down to the other end and scores. But for me, it was someone shouting, Paddy, get on your fucking bike. To, to receive that ball. Now I'm not sure where, like I said, I'm not sure whether it's Marlon or one of the coaching staff, but whoever it was saw that saw that happening. Um, 
I met up with an old army mate of mine, Northampton fan, came down for the day, um, and we were chatting in the fan zone. And the assistant manager of Northampton turned up, turned up before the rest of the team and, and everything else. And Marty, Marty was chatting to him, he said, how do you think we're going to get on today? He goes, we're going to need all the fucking luck in the world. And Marty went, that's not what I want to hear, mate. He goes, trust me, we're going to fucking need it. And he walked off. <laughs> And that was the assistant manager. And you're just like, mate, you ain't got no confidence in your own team. Yeah, clearly not. Um, Cambridge, Adam May. Now, we like, we like a, an ex-player who's born in Southampton coming back to the club. Um, Adam May was sent out to warm up. At the same time, Colby Bishop was sent out to warm up. What did the Fattenen do when Colby Bishop was running towards them? Cheer, I guess. They started clapping. What did Adam May think was happening? Oh, oh no. my God! <laughs> Adam, May's no. run, Adam May's running towards the front end, going, oh, "I'm getting a rapturous applause here." Oh and no! And then he looks, he's like, gets a little smile on his face. Oh, fucking out the front end to clap at me! And then he looks over his shoulder, and Colby just looks at him, going, "Yeah, whatever, mate." <laughs> oh dear! So, and then Adam May kind of saunters back and goes, "Oh fuck! <laughs> Hope no one saw that." Unlucky Adam, I saw it. <laughs> Our um, third eye entrepreneur. Reading. The fourth goal, Cobby Bishop's goal. Now, I actually think, I actually think David Button's got a case here. Because when you slow oh, that replay no. back. Yeah, I think it's a foul on the No, no, no. It's not a foul on the keeper. What part of Shock Nessie's body did that ball hit? Shock Nessie's left arm is outstretched. What part did, what part of the ball did... David Button drop onto Shocknessy's body. He dropped. He dropped it onto his hand. So essentially, Shocknessy's hit it out of his hand with his arm. So although it wasn't a foul, it's technically handball. I don't give a shit. We scored. I don't care. But this one, this and and this. I'm sorry. This third eye will not be beaten. Oh yeah, he it, said it. He it said will this. not be beaten. And it is a contender for dinner of the year and third eye of the year. Every Pompey fan in the world knows who the Eisners are. Yes? <laughs> I, yeah, I know yes. where this is going now. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Do we all know who Michael Eisner looks like? I, I'm familiar with the uh, appearance. Do we all know who Eric Eisner looks like? Yes. Yeah. Apart from one steward in the victory lounge. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Eric Eisner walks to the front of the queue to pop into the victory lounge on his little tour of the fan zone and everything else. The steward replies with, it's one in, one out, mate. You've got to go to the back <laughs> of the queue. <laughs> I was stood there, along with other Pompey fans, going, what the fuck has just happened? The steward turned Eric Eisner away from the victory lounge and said, it's one in, one out. He's going to join the queue. <laughs> Eric great. just shrugged his shoulders and walked off. Now, there's, there's like 5% of me who wants to say, well, actually, yeah, he should join the queue. But the other 95% of me is thinking, but he fucking owns the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt, Matt Baker, the, 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 the club commercial director, was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and I was like, Matt, what's going on? And I was like, the steward was just like oblivious. If you were Eisner, surely you'd be like, I literally pay your wages, mate. <laughs> no, but actually, see, I'm, I'm going to give the steward a little bit. Of he might not know. I'm going to give him a little no. bit of defence here because the steward, if you don't know who the person is, you're still technically doing your job. <laughs> so when you say like I pay your wages, you kind of go, oh, actually, he's still doing his job. Yeah, but, true. Um, I'd also probably just 
at least get a headshot of who owns the building. <laughs> like, like, you, you I know, mean, it's in fact, so, it might so not, it might not have known. But fair play to Eric, just kind of shrugging it off, going, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and <laughs> very off. funny. But, That's very but funny. But that, that, you know, that steward, I think, you know, the, 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 the sheer shock after being told who it was, he was just like, what? <laughs> Jeez. So that's, that's that that third eye would not be. I mean, I mean, like just to that's, see it, just to see it happening. Good. A lot happens in that fan zone back there, that concourse, oh. doesn't it? People think of Jake Smith works for the no, football I, club. I, 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 I wasn't. I didn't. <laughs> what you mean? You mean the man nicknamed Club Shop? Yeah, that's it. Now, what the walking club shop? I didn't see it happen firsthand. I literally just got there as it happened. Someone else was telling me the story. I was like, "Did this really happen?" That's when I approached Matt, and Matt was like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Obviously, <laughs> dinner of the season and third eye. That would yeah, that's be great. That's great. That's a, that's a, that, that is. We've been waiting for a good one like that, but that is gold. That's that is. really good. I would like to have seen you, that. You, you've stopped the owner. <laughs> like no, you, you can't come you in. Imagine sometimes they don't let you in unless you've got a season ticket or yeah. a ticket. Imagine if you didn't have one of them. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a ticket, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anything to add, Ryan? I do, actually. And it's on the very theme you've just mentioned. Getting into the stadium without a ticket. Uh, an unauthorised fan made it into the Fratton End yesterday before kickoff. Well, this fan in question was a rather diminutive individual. And uh, to his advantage, had a pair of wings. Uh, uh, about five minutes before kickoff, a pigeon just flew into like Rodi of the Fratten end and just <laughs> took a seat. <laughs> just sat there, and there were fans looking at it. It was like, do we pick it up? Do we? And one fan like cocked his leg, and I was thinking, don't kick the pigeon. Don't kick the pigeon. Fucking, it will have God knows what it is on our ass. Uh, and I didn't see the pigeon leave. So I'm naturally assuming this pigeon just I'm not trot, that. Like, trotted around the front end, to go and watch having that not paid for a ticket. He's just there at like seat 47, row D. <laughs> not having it. Let's start a campaign. Maybe he's going back for his sandwich. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to get the pass to the, uh, the seagull dropped. Anyway, um, right. So that's uh, third eyes. I don't think I've got anything to add. Um, no, I haven't. Um, Double din. Few contenders for double the week, but we normally start with dinner of the week, and I don't, I don't really know where to go with this one because I've got a couple of thoughts in my head, and my natural inclination is to give it to Reading fans uh, because it's just funny. <laughs> but I, again, five percent of me feels sorry for them, but I don't. I remember. I remember. I, I remember. I was there. Fuck them. Don't I, I remember. No, don't, so don't give I, it. I can't don't take it. I'm sorry. No but I, I am going to give Din of the Week to Reading fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny. Um, Do you know the reason I hate Reading so much? My ex-wife comes from Reading. And she was a Reading fan. Is that your only reason? No, no, when we went, <laughs> I, and I fucking hate Reading because that. Not only that, but when we divorced, she cut up all my fucking Pompey shirts. Oh, oh that That's is horrendous. I bet that ruined your day. That's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Live fast, die young. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> well, I'm sorry. They've been. Oh, did you see that guy on the that uh, YouTuber giving us a lot of grief? Yes. I was like, mate, yes. do your research and then come at us. Give us shit for for you know laughing at your. Oh, they've started on the Pompey Sailor now. Isn't um. They? Yeah. What's that like? Oh, fucking hell. 
Literally, someone's comment on there. I, 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 now, I looked at my phone and went, yes. What Jeff talks about is that there was a video of the Pompey sailor with the sign before kickoff, waving it up and down. And, and there were people, there was some, some guy on social media going, look at the state of this football club. This is partially why I'm giving dinner of the week to Reading fans, because I saw this and I didn't bite on it, because I'm, I'm largely removed from using social media now, because uh, it's just a better thing, in my opinion, to be quite removed from it. But I did think in my head that is perfectly em- emblematic of the type of football club Reading are. And when I when I talk about that, what I mean is, when you think of Reading uh, and what they they factually are, is they are an edge of town, soulless bowl, built in the late nineties football club that doesn't have any unique identifying characteristics when you visit. Now, I'm a person who can speak with some authority on this because I've been to most places in England. I can tell you about the flags that permeate the entire stadium at Shrewsbury. Now, Shrewsbury isn't necessarily an impressive stadium in itself, but I know they've got flags dotted around the ground and they're so prominent and they're so... I, I, I know the flag in the, what would it be, the West End at Shrewsbury, the, the, breathing on Salop, and Salop's their nickname. I can tell you that about Shrewsbury, and I know they're one of the few clubs in England that's got safe standing in their home end. That is something unique about Shrewsbury that I know. I know that if you go to Scum, for example, one of the very, very, very few things I'll credit Scum Stadium for is they've got this translucent red and white panelling at the back of the stand, and that when the sun shines, it actually creates like rays of red and white through the stadium. If you play in red and white, actually quite a cool thing objectively fuck them but <laughs> objectively a cool thing again these are nice unique identifying things <coughs> Sheffield Wednesday with their pre-match song um, Bristol Rovers I would say has got a, a properly uh, not Bristol Rovers Exeter has got a properly unique home end in the Big Bank the largest freestanding terrace in England the Pompey Sailor at Fratton Park the massive open Fratton end loads of clubs have unique identifying things it does not surprise me in the slightest that Reading is what what I would like to call an AI-generated football club, where you would ask a computer, print me a football club. Oh, you've got a 25,000-seater a bowl, all corners filled in. It doesn't have any match day traditions, pre, during, or post-match. It's on the edge of town. The transport links are absolute shit. It takes you an hour to get out of afterwards. There's nothing that screams Reading. Like, there's nothing that screams Coventry. There's nothing that screams... Derby when you go there that it does not surprise me at all that someone sees something that's unique to a team happening at Fratton Park with the Pompey Center and goes look at the state of this well of course you're an AI generated football club there are loads of you printed 3D like 3D printed around the ground you have nothing unique that identifies you woohoo you're an administration not even that's new we invented that well, we, <laughs> we didn't invent that but like not, 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 even, not even your club going bust is new and original there is nothing unique about Reading tennis so it ball. does not surprise me that they rock up at Fratton Park yeah but Wimbledon's got tennis balls <laughs> Like it does not, you, it does not surprise me that Reading shop a front and parking. What the fuck is this? Well, yeah. this is something Pompey. What the fuck is Reading? There's plenty of like, what is unique about Reading? I've been there and I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing. I can but tell I, you I one can thing. go, I can go to Plymouth. I can go to Shrewsbury. I can go to Fleetwood. I can go to Aki. I can tell you unique little things about each of those clubs. Reading is a soulless edge of town football club that is on the way down after years of mismanagement. You are like fucking how many other football clubs in England? Don't come and chat to us about our quirky little traditions but just because you have none. And by the way, you'll be playing against Doc and Duck FC in two years' time. <laughs> I can tell you something about Reading. 
I yeah. can tell you something about Reddit. It's full of one-way systems and bus lane cameras. Trust me, I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know. Like, oh, I know. I, I guarantee there's. I guarantee there are a few Reading fans in the in the Milton and Yester going. What's this fucking pre-match clapping? It's tradition. I'm sorry you have none. There, uh, Ryan makes a very valid point. You know, I've been to Elm Park, and Elm Park, Reading is a totally different football team club to Majesty, whatever they're bloody calling it now, Reading. Totally yeah. different. Like, Elm Park was in the in the centre of Reading, and it was a very old, kind of fat and park kind of kind of ground. Um, you know, four separate stands, asbestos roofs, you, you know, all that shit. Um, and they're yeah, they've they've. But Re- Reading as a yeah, Reading as a club is is basically just a larger Doncaster in the way the club is structured mm. at the edge of town or like Milton Keynes or in some ways like Scum with the way the stadium structure it's a different colour seating or Coventry these clubs just, are losing their identity and then they flip their shit the moment they do see some identity for me I'm just on the back of this argument like I said just now you know they, some of the fans calling us classless you know because we're well, they, I mean, you've done it to us. So Again, what do you, we what do you expect? We exactly. remember. I remember. I was there. You were, we were all there. All of us It certainly wasn't every club, but we know, no, which, but we we know which clubs it was. We, yeah, exactly. We remember the, the, the teams that sang Pay Up Pompey to us and yeah. bought these fake, fake banknotes. Reading, you were one of them, so fuck off. Don't ask for my sympathy. So, you yeah. ain't going to get it. I, I had a couple of contenders, but the more I thought about it, the more I just... Reading. Like, I don't want to see any team disappear, but and, and I don't, I don't, I don't wish it on Reading. But don't ask, for, don't, uh, don't come crying to us. No, fuck off. Quite funny. The moment the bo- moment the game kicked <laughs> off. HMRC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well they've done it to us. So anyway, so dins of the week. Reading so fans? Yeah, that was din. Double the week. I've I've got really good contenders. Like you can have Paddy Lane for his extraordinary February so far. Eric Isler for not kicking off. Matt Ryan rejected entry. <laughs> Well, he, he actually <laughs> features in Double the Week. Oh, wow. Abu Kamara for having a fucking sensational few weeks as well. Eric Eisner and, and kind of the ownership in general. And I know there are people like, oh, they're sucking up to the Here board Here comes now. a belly tickling. Well, actually, I, I think I've actually given the board dinner the week before. So this might actually make it 1-1, really. The reason I'm thinking about giving it to them is they've come over this week for a double home header. And the, when I left the Reading game yesterday, it was kind of... Will they be heading back thinking the fruits of their labour and their investment are like starting <coughs> to push this team closer to the championship? Well, they've come over for a home doubleheader. We've scored seven goals. We've won both games. We've built up a bigger lead at the top of the table. We are edging closer to the championship. We've finally, for the first time in 13 years, got back north of 20,000 at Fratton Park. We are stocked with a team that is getting closer to the championship after seven years of waiting it felt like their trip here this week was a fruits of their labor fruits of their investment do you remember the last where, trip yeah yeah <laughs> which is why which is why it stuck in my head so notably whereas the last trip didn't go well I was thinking this earlier. in yeah. the seven years previously and again before anyone i've challenged them on this i you know before anyone challenge, like says I'm belly ticking them, how many how many of you have sat down in a room with Eric Eisner and challenged him on club policy? Because I have. So before you call me a belly tickler, I was in the boardroom and I challenged him with a microphone. I was joking by the way. So so you know, 
give me some credit here when I, I'm actually yeah. considering them for double the week. I've been there and challenged them, but at the same point now, we are 12 games from the championship. We are now getting 20,000 crowds back at Fratton Park. They have just come over and seen us score seven goals in two games. They were there for the women's game this well when I believe they won 7-0 today, and they're top of the league by six points now. Is it? But So their, their trip this week is... Watching two Pompey sides getting closer and closer to a double promotion with a crowd at Fratton Park north of 20k. And the, the reason I want to point out Eric Iceland specifically, yo, that man has got some music on him. His two <laughs> Pompey playlists. Oh, my God. I missed I, this. Come on, fill me in. Oh, so I'm going to have to go back. But he had, um, he had some great, properly, great properly tunes. good tunes. I can imagine. But, uh, and, uh, and, and on the back of that, you cannot say... The owners have not backed this football team. This yeah, January and, and their January investment is, as you said earlier, Jeff, it's the best January window we've had, not just in League One, but not in League Two, not in the other League One, not in the Champion. It's probably the best January we've had since the Premier League. They deserve credit for that. For where where and they've also had the the finally they've realised that if you're not football people, you need to get football people in the club. To uh, Wait, uh, Rich how many Hughes, seasons ago did I say that? Like, employing Rich Hughes poorly. and getting Cullen in and getting these players in, where they've they finally shifted that over to people who can do it. They just have to make sure that the strategic direction and the investments getting there. We are so close to this finally happening now. It just felt like a good week for them to go. Oh shit, we're on the right track. Do you think? They need- uh, and this week as a whole, I think is proof we're on the right track. Do you think they need their own song? What's that? No. <laughs> if you missed that, by the way, there is the debate on Twitter that... Someone said they deserve their own song. Oh. <laughs> look, if we go up, shout to the rooftops and give them the praise they deserve. I mean, look, let's be honest, off the back of the... Uh, this is not belly ticking, but I, I can't I can't ignore how bloody good does Fratton look now. It looks It looks. The Milton in is just... Right. No, I, I maintain it could be better. No, it could be. But it, it's a great atmosphere we have now. Oh, mate, yeah. Uh, and to see the the new lift in in action as well um, for disabled supporters that need to go and eat, you know the milk and it's just it's just looking yeah it's looking good um, yeah so so Eric's playlist from Saturday featured the Beastie Boys the Strokes the Happy Mondays John Lennon uh, Blondie the Verve Flock of Seagulls uh, De La Soul and then what was the other one he had from the other uh, last week had undertones, the Clash, Jam, Depeche Mode, He's been Tears for Fears, nah, Radiohead, nah, Madness, The Rolling Stones, Simple Minds, Libertines, Cranberries, right, David now, Bowie. I'm just going to say something that is literally my playlist in the fan zone. So who the oh, fuck yeah, has been relaying that? Like er- Eric's <laughs> Eric's playlist have been up there with my favourite the whole season. I'm glad I wasn't there at the fan zone uh, <laughs> while they were here because I would have loved to have got Eric doing keepy ups. That would have been great. Um, yeah, no, no, fair play. That's, that's I, I'm, I'm going to give it to the... I'm going to give double the week to the ownership in brackets, Eric, uh, with the extra tick that I like his music. Yeah, fair enough. Any, uh, anything else, Jeff? I, I just want a notable mention for Sean Maggot. Proved his doubt was wrong yet again. Yeah. You know, enough said. There's an adage, old adage, and it's cliche, do you talking on the pitch? He's done his talking on the pitch and then some. Yeah, there you go. Um, Shall we move on to my feature, which I'll be honest, I will be honest. Aaron, Aaron, help me out with this. Uh, So we're going to end on Queen. Don't stop me now. I like it. I like it. I had one in my head, though. Um, Well, it's not your fucking feature, so. 
that go on. It's taking you long enough to get one. Yeah, but you sometimes ask for a double the weekend tender, you cheeky little... Pink Floyd, money. Of course I can, I'm a fucking DJ, of course I can do that. Let's have a bit of both. Money's too tight to mention. Yeah. Oh dear. Live fast, die young. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect take day. Take that, the greatest day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's cruel, isn't it? Ah, fuck off. Anyway, um, where's the love, eh? Where's the love? Where's, where's, the, where's the juice? <laughs> Sorry, tennis references there. Anyway, um, yeah, so lads, any, any other business? No. No? We're nearly there. We're nearly there. We keep going. This, um, lads, I think, obviously I don't want to jinx it, but I think it'd be, if we can be doing this podcast and we get a promotion, you know, on it, it'd be fucking amazing when it's to see how, from when we started doing this and to where we are now, we've come a long way as a club and as, as a podcast as well. It's looking good, isn't it? Yeah. Let's hope we can keep it up. And, and we won't say too much, but we have got some exciting news. Oh, we out. have, yeah. And this is mental. I can't believe uh, Ryan. You don't oh, even know yeah, about yeah, it. I you don't <laughs> even know about it. I need to tell you. Oh, okay. I Fra- can't. I can't oh, believe. See, so my confused face was right. Actually, I yeah. can't believe OK Magazine want to feature us. It's fucking mad, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm no longer in. You know the pages that pull out even further. I'm no longer that feature. <laughs> <laughs> when you said page, I, was, I thought he was going to refer to like page three or something. <laughs> anyway, um, would anyone like a three lads nude calendar? <laughs> no. 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 We're selling enough merch at the moment. We don't need to. It's just us covering our genitals. With a shot glass, not a pint glass. No, 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 not no beer mats, <laughs> beer mats. <laughs> That's great. All right, so um, just a couple of notable things to take away from this episode, so we don't forget. If and when Pompey get promoted, Aaron is getting a three lads in a pub tattoo on him. Um, Jake Smith definitely getting Sean Raggett tattooed on him as well. Why uh, can't Jake Smith get a? Tattoo of Sean Raggett drinking a free lads in the pub pint yeah, glass. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, either that or Jake Smith has to get a tattoo that says the worth Jake Smith Sean Raggett tattoo pending. <laughs> I think we need to tweet Sean Raggett again and then and give him a bit of a nudge yeah. to give Jake a nudge uh, yes, that worked last yes. time. Jake shit himself, didn't he? He did. I mean, uh, we, do, we do mention Jake a lot on this podcast. We're just we waiting do. for November. Anyway, uh, shall we get... <laughs> Tom knew that was coming. I don't know what you're talking about. You're waiting for November as well, mate. You'll be next. I'm going to turn up next week with it. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, pleasure as always, lads. Great to be back. Um, good to see you again, Ryan, mate. Uh, I know I say it every single episode, but you're taking the piss, mate. I didn't recognise when you walked in. Smashing it, mate. Keep, uh, can we have an update? Uh, I don't know what I've lost since we've last recorded. Too much. It's been a while since recorded, but I I know currently it's up to £108. That's that's more money than... That's more money than Reading have got. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me, I'm going to hell. Yeah, keep up the good work, mate. You're smashing it. And uh, cheers to the the landlords here at the old house at home. Uh, Make sure you pop down for a beer and say hello. Uh, Thank you, Poppy fans, for listening to Three Lads in the Pub. Up the blues.
Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.